Previously on Morons of the Multiverse, Derek and Mike recapped Phase 4 and gave out some awards. On this episode, they'll finish the jab. More recap, more awards, more fun, more morons. and stuff. We may be battles, yes, but if I'm old, what are you? Okay, uh, uh, alright, alright, alright. Stop, 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 stop. If we say that, they won't keep listening. Morons of the Mothers. And on that note, let's do another award. You picked the last one, right? We did villains. That was the last one we just did? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Cool. Yes. All right. Um, let's bounce next over to worse. Well, you know, let's bang out worse CGI since we've, uh, since we're already again on the topic of something with bad CGI. Um, I had one vote for She Hulk submitted. I, I had, did too. um, I had another vote for, there it is, for, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So we so it sounds like we have two She-Hulks and one Multiverse of Madness across some ballots here. Um, mine, where it is? Uh, I have Doctor Strange's third eye. Doctor, Specific, <laughs> like specifically, like like I said, I I went more specific moments than whole projects in this category. And the number one most terrible looking thing, because it looks like it's from a Quiznos commercial in the early two thousands. <laughs> like it literally looks like the Quiznos commercials from the early two thousands. Doctor Strange gaining a third eye towards the end of the film. It looks so fucking bad. Um, it looks so bad. So, I, I couldn't believe it. I just, I thought we went back in time 30 years when that scene happened. I was like, oh my God, are we in the late 90s all of a sudden? Have you ever seen the movie Strange Wilderness? <laughs> yes, but I don't remember it. Okay, all right. So you don't need to remember it for that. So I'm just going to show you this picture of Justin Long from there where he had tattooed eyeballs on his, yeah. on his eyelids. They look like that. They look like Doctor Strange's third eye. Yep. Like, Spot on. It's so unbelievably awful, and you're. It was honestly at that point too where I'm like, all they had to do is just like clip all this shit out of here, get yeah. all of it out of here, just cut it all out, and this whole thing would make the movie significantly better. It was so bad that it really it becomes the first. It, it is like a third eye. It's like you're staring at a third eye. Yeah. It, but that for, I went with the whole movie. That's fair to go with the whole movie. Um, yeah, I specifically pinpointed on that moment, but the movie across the board because I didn't. The only reason I didn't go whole movie, like I said, is because of I love that music fight, and honestly, the fight with that one creature isn't really that bad looking. No, in the beginning, yeah, the Very beginning cool. fight with that huge creature thing, yep. that one looks pretty good too. So that's why I didn't go with the whole movie because there was two of the big CGI moments that were pretty decent, his, but there's a handful of other ones that are real bad. We don't talk about it enough either, but his wig looks fucked in that movie. Oh, real fucked. Yeah, the it's wig, so mm, bad. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Bad wig watch on yeah, that one. whatever was going on there. Um, I did also uh, ha- go with TV series here. I'm not trying to go with low-hanging fruit by any means, but the CGI in She-Hulk, it, it's, it's still worth mentioning, was 
probably the only thing that detracted me from that being maybe my favorite MCU or MCU series. Um, and then I'll give my honor or honorable mention to Moon Knight. Um, like I said, Moon Knight was worse. I'll just say that because it in She-Hulk, I almost started writing it off as intentional. Like some of it was bad. I'm like, I think they're doing this on purpose. She-Hulk definitely has a feeling of some intentionality. To like it, they're poking sure, yeah. fun at themselves, yeah, the anyways. Whole, so the whole thing is kind of mocking the genre. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm more easily able to excuse it in She-Hulk than I am in Moon Knight, which is why I too went Moon Knight over She-Hulk. Yeah, but it was uh, amongst the shows. It was between those two. Yeah, the mummy wrapping. I still can't just. The, oh, a the, Bessie um, Jam moment! Oh. I want to give a shout out to TV wise. The first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the whole, like, opening scene, essentially, with Sam uh, attacking the guy from the helicopter and, like, that whole scene. Yeah, it's, it's really good. good visually. Yeah. It's really strong, especially for, like, a television show. Really good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think those are fair, worst CGI contenders. Which uh, ultimately brings us back to Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, where we've covered this pretty thoroughly at this point. Not much more to beat this horse to death, so yeah. we'll go ahead and add. This is going to be the first one we're really going to skip, because I don't think we need to go over that. No, and because it lands us into one of our favorite properties here, Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel. A true Phase 4 highlight for me. Yeah, that was one that, um, you know, I'm glad it didn't end up being on my disappointments list. Where, honestly, when I started, like, when it came out, it was just in that, I don't even know what I'm going to do to try to watch this. And then, watching it, I ended up, I think it's one of my favorite series. I was pretty hyped right away, um, mainly because I had talked to a friend of mine who was very into the Miss Marvel comic run, and who was like, look, this, she has so much Peter Parker in her, you're gonna fall in love with this character quick. And I was like, okay. So my biggest... (laughs) It's going to sound so stupid. Amani, the actress, she fucking nailed it. Yeah. My thing going into it was more of along the aesthetics of it. I was like, they're going to... What are they going to do making a a teenager have giant rubber fists and and legs? And like, this is going to be a mess. And then going into it, like I said, I, I couldn't have expected any of that. Number one, they did that so much better the way that they did. Um, And then... Like you said, it's like little Peter Parker. Like that's yep. that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, this is this is great. I know this family. Yeah. Like oh, the the, the Khan family is just such a treat. Uh, all of her supporting secondary characters, being her closest friends at the school, are, are adorable, all great. wonderful people. Yep. Um, the way that the finale kind of builds up to just like them versus damage control in their high school is hilarious and feels very much like. Um, like the kids take over a summer camp type of movie, Pretty much. you know what I mean? That yeah. type of vibe, and I loved that energy about it. Um, the episode in which they go back in time, and we get to go to an era of history that's not really talked about in Western culture. Uh, no. That was really cool to me because I knew very little about this. <clears throat> um, I knew very little about Pakistani independence and all those things, and that was re- a really neat to kind of get absorbed into a little bit. B a wonderful episode. And they made it weird how you go through that stuff and tell a good cohesive story and don't just go jamming it at people like in a weird way. And it flows really, really well. And you can tell stories off of actual history. Yeah. Like that really, really went so well. Um, And it really laid the foundation for what was left after that. Seeing Muslim people not be portrayed as 
villainous and evil like they have been for so many years My in God. Western culture was just such a refreshing breath as well. Mm. Just like our time spent in the mosque and in the community was just just a treat. Yeah. Just really wonderful. Um, like I said, when they don't get preachy about themselves and they just embrace other culture, it Marvel works. is beautiful. Yeah. And it's awesome. And this Miss Marvel is amongst my favorite of the Phase 4 projects. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say exactly where I have it ranked, but it is high amongst them. Uh, you'll get to even see where I have it ranked amongst the series by the end here. Or here, rather, because this is an auditory medium. Okay. Let's pick another award. So another award. I'm going to go with um, fav- favorite debut character. Ooh, this is a good one. We're getting into one of the big dog awards here. Nice. I've got this. I've got a lot of votes on this one. This is I, I, <laughs> the, the top half of this poll we made got more votes than the bottom half of this poll. So, my votes include: I've got two votes for Moon Knight. Uh, I've got one vote for Shang Chi. I've got one vote for Professor X, which I guess is fair technically. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a debut up. into the MCU. Whatever, I'm, I'm not here to split hairs upon it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. And one of the, just said the werewolf guy, and Mike and I both believe that to mean Ted, the adorable, huge, lumbering Yo, thing from, God, where, from Werewolf by Night. Ted's wonderful. Ted is wonderful. Now, I agree. The whole movie, great. But yeah, oh, dude, That Ted, special was awesome. We'll get to so that in good. a bit. We'll get to yeah. the specials here in a little while as well. But I also had somebody, again, on my list. Also, same thing, uh, werewolf by midnight guy, Ted. Nice. And yeah. Moon Knight and Shang-Chi. <laughs> okay, so three three Moon Knights, two Shang-Chi's, and two Ted votes. That gives us, uh, you said three Moon Knights? Yep, and then my so, my favorite debut characters, I have four that I listed. So hold on. Bastard like that. See what I mean, though? That's the thing. Moon Knight is everybody's favorite. I mean, the, the consensus favorite debut character. Yeah. In a show that didn't work. Yeah. that I mean, that tells you everything. Yeah. Like, it's crazy because, yeah, the character is badass and portrayed well, but the show doesn't work. The show just doesn't work. Nope. Ugh. Ugh. Oy vey. Oy vey is right, my friend. All right. Well, you go ahead then. Now I don't feel bad about my, my two votes. Oh, good. So, you know, I'll trim mine down to three because this other, my fourth will get not, is going to come up in a different category. Is it a series? So, um. So, do you well, have a series character? No, I didn't do this by. <laughs> I do have one from each. So I've got. All right. So I've got Yelena. Okay. Debuts in a movie and then later in a series. Mm-hmm. I've got Jen slash She Hulk. Okay. And I've got Yusef from Miss Marvel. Okay. I have Shang Chi. I have She Hulk, and I have Kevin Bacon. That's great. Great call on Kevin. He Bacon. finally fucking made it. Kevin Bacon's here, people. He's here. As Kevin Bacon. He may not be here to stay, but he's he was here. Yeah, he was here. And it was it happened. Oh, it was a time At, too. As himself. It was a treat. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah. Cool nomination. Love that. I like all the those are all it, it's such a fun fun category. Like the to to it nominate. Is. You can there's so many different options and there were a lot that was another thing. They threw a lot of characters at us. I, I feel bad. I want to kind of give an honorable mention to America Chavez. Um, I really like that character. I do. And I think that she's great. And I think in the future, as she continues to grow within the MCU, because that's not, they're not one-offing her. Of course. Um, it, it'll work really well. 
I, I just think that it sucks that she gets buried in that movie. Yeah. It, it's that we don't ever, you very rarely talk about her unless you're talking about how unfortunate it was the way that they played it out in the movie. But she herself did a great job, and I do really look forward to seeing you know more of her. And the stuff we know about her backstory was really good. Yeah. Um, her losing her mom's yeah was really cool. Um, shout out second set of uh, same gender parents in the MCU yeah. within like a year of each other, which is great to see. Beautiful right. stuff to see as the MCU continues to grow. Uh, yeah, that's. That's my thoughts on that. And that's my thoughts on that. That's how I feel about that. Yelena's my favorite debut character by a mile, though. Hmm. Um, she's just so compelling. And it, it's the combo of both appearances she has. It's She's good in Black Widow, and it's fun, but obviously it's a, this is Scarlett Johansson's movie still. We're getting to meet some people, but it's still about Scarlett Joe at that point. And then when she comes into Hawkeye, it's just like... Take all the gloves off. Do whatever you want, girl. Go nuts. Yeah, you want to make her some mac and cheese and rant about how easy it would be to kill her at the same time? Awesome. Do it. I love her in most other movies that she's in. Like the the actress Florence in Florence Pugh. Pugh. I, I just... It's it's the accent, dude. I've said it before. The accent, it's bad. Oh, it's not good. I give you that. The it's, accent is not great. Um, it kills it for me. Yeah, That's fair to feel that way, but I love her anyway. She, uh, God, she was in a movie. I just Hello, Kid Bishop. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hers is almost as good as uh, David Harper's. Um, <laughs> I love David Harper too, but <laughs> David Harper's is worse, though. You're right it's, about it's that. It's not good. So we have five awards left, and we have and four chunks left. So we'll basically right. just go back and forth. Perfect. Um, any last thoughts on Miss Marvel? I know we kind of were just there, but just uh, any last yeah. feelings and thoughts on that? No. Villain crew was pretty good. The setup, whole thing was good. Setup's good. Actually, the setup got me in combination of um, Photon being sent off to space at the end of WandaVision and then this setup where she seemingly gets swapped with Captain Marvel. Um, that actually got me excited for the Marvels. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not my most exciting MCU project. No, to but come I around, am, but I am excited. I'm more excited for it now than I was before that post credit scene. It makes a lot more sense now, and it it definitely did add some pizzazz to it. But that whole that series, that whole series did though. It did for sure. Well, she, just just getting to know Kamala more made that more exciting inherently. She is far more fun than the Captain Marvel that we've been given in front of us. For sure. And that's not to knock Brie Larson, because I think Brie Larson is like the epitome of what the character should be. She's perfect. None of this is Brie Larson's fault. I agree. It's it's just bad timing and yeah. just, I don't know, yeah. somebody's lack of uh, creativity when it comes to writing sure. for that character. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm I, excited for what's next here. I, I, I think I the, the Marvels has all the all the chances to be much better than most people think it will be. I agree. And on to that, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, everybody's favorite contested movie. Either you kind of like it and it's really funny and it's got really good parts, but there's some flaws, or you just don't like it at all. And it's the dumbest Marvel or the dumbest Marvel movie you've ever seen. Yeah, it's the, I, it's pretty polarizing with fandom for sure. The, I'm a, I'm a fan. The fact that I have seen it at people's worst movie in the MCU makes my head pound. 
because I number minimum one, twelve you, movies yeah, worse than that. In the MCU. You would have to go way harder. Like yeah, I would minimum say fifteen, 10, maybe. I, I think ten to twelve is a yeah. number I'm comfortable saying is a minimum. It's one of those movies where I do find it to be in a in the ilk of like very comic-y. Um, extremely comic-y because it's just fun like the whole way through the gore stuff is almost odd because of the fact that it's so up it, it's so bright and funny and like it's a comedy yeah the that's rest what it of the is. Movie is a comedy with one really heavy-handed villain right about it's just yeah you almost would have rather had a stupid villain no i actually like i lo- i like the two extremes here no, i like that i get it i like that gore is so dramatically grounded because it helps the movie not just completely fly away as a comedy. I just think in terms of how people might have been able to digest it better that are not us. Sure. Um, and I'm not saying that we're not better than anybody or anything sure. stupid like that. I'm just saying that no, like... We just have different sensibilities than it, the average person. Yeah, it's just a matter of like when I look at it like I want everybody to enjoy these. And I think they would have enjoyed it better had there been a less grounded um, villain. It's, sure. It's gorgeous seems to... Almost would have been reserved for his own movie all uh, alone. And some like, people, the Taika stuff just doesn't work. Like, no, some people, I get that. The Taika tricks are just not entertaining for them, and right. I and I understand that because like I love the Taika tricks, all but it. it's not for everybody. It's very no. cheesy. It's very campy. It's very over the top. But it's the, a, it's a lot. Yeah, but I also like stupid English humor. So same. So I'm about it. It's yeah, fine. It works I'm for here. me. But here for it. I this is a movie that is good. It's good. It's not elite. It's not, it's not terrible. It's, it's nowhere, good. It is not Ragnarok. That's yeah. that's maybe its biggest downfall. Well, sure. Ragnarok is a top two to three Marvel project overall for me. It, so, like, yeah, saying it's not Ragnarok. Oh, I've had somebody d- tell me that movie's down in the bottom bottom tier of Marvel, and I just, I yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have a friend of mine that hates Ragnarok, too, but it's just he doesn't like that style of comedy. And, again, I get it. If you don't like the Taika thing, then Ragnarok isn't for you either. Either. I don't, I, fuck, if you don't like that, then you, yeah, what do you think James Gunn is? Uh, right, no, I mean, but that's a different type of humor, though, even. James Gunn, Almost. James Gunn and the Guardians movies, no, it's different, like, there it's, is, they're both silly, they have similarity, but it's very different in its approach. I feel in this, Tyke is much more absurdist comedy, where James Gunn is much more like calculated jokes, puns punchlines i don't want this to be sound or like seen as, as heresy but i almost feel like james gunn humor is almost half-assed heika humor see i just think they're different as james gunn's is so much more about the banter his goes halfway to where taika is willing to go sure fair enough and i'm not saying that and i'm not saying that in a bad way no no i get i i get that totally yeah i have it's funny i actually have love and thunder Directly in the middle of my ranking, yeah. like literally dead middle, right? Yeah. Like smack dab middle, fifteen to seventeen overall. It's range. about where it deserves to be. Um, Goat boat, fucking the, hilarious. The zoo stuff, incredible. Brett Goldstein getting cast as Hercules in that credit <laughs> stinger, fucking love it. Here for it. Let's keep bringing Ted Lasso characters in. We've now gotten two Ted Lasso actors into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's make it five. Double it up and then add another one. Let's keep going. Don't stop now, Marvel. Hell, you got almost the entire cast of community into the show, into the mo- movies over the years. We can do this. It's achievable. Um, no, there's a lot to love. The gore stuff is great. It's nowhere near the quality of rags. Um, Enjoyable film. Korg marries a dude named Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> 
That is a pile of rocks. That is a pile of rocks. And they have a baby together, which is awesome. <laughs> a couple of man bro rocks. Just, uh, I mean, they're all men, so you know, technically, I guess that's not really worth stating. But if I don't remember correctly, Meek is a professor. Yeah, um, Meek seems to like work on city council or something. Like that was like a city council meeting that Meek was like helping run. I don't know exactly what Meek's title is within the uh, rules of New Asgard, but it seems that Meek has a somewhat important job in New Asgard. Knowing, yeah, knowing them, it's not really an important job. They just put a code on him and let him kind of do shit. Just do your thing. Like we don't really um, know what he does. We've discussed this before, Mike. Meek lays eggs. That's a. We're pretty sure Meek's a girl. Sorry, Mink. She lays eggs. So we never get to see the progeny of these eggs, but she lays them. We also don't know how she got them. So she could be. That's true. Could just be an asexual. Hey, you're absolutely right. I'm not here to presume Meek's Any, gender. Yeah, no. Great call, buddy. Gender fluid. That's right. Gender fluid Meek. We out here. Meek we is su- they. We support they. However, them. they'd like to. They be. Yeah. They be referred to. Yes, Meek. Yes, Meek. We love you. Love Shout you. Shout out. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, and lastly, shout out to Axel, son of Heimdall. It was good. Uh, that shit was hilarious. I mean, I'm not a Guns N' Roses guy, but that was just a funny joke. I just like it. Good. Uh, that does bring up a CGI moment. Oh uh, yeah, it does. Oh bring up yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that's that's bottom tier CGI. Yeah, that was some bad CGI. All the stuff in like the void of color and the black and white though was awesome. It was really CGI. good. Really cool. Somehow CGI. that turned into like a chalk painting from like 1995 <laughs> yeah yeah it's bad yeah, it's true it's true uh so next award yeah you, you no, wait one? wait so we mm, we're just going one gotcha. one thing yep, one we're award good now. we're good for the rest yep um i'm gonna go with cutest because i love it and because i think that the awards it saves for the end become nothing but heaters to go down the stretch after that i'm here for it so, cutest MCU creature. i got to scroll back to my notepad here. Um, I only got one nomination. No, I'm sorry. I got two. I got one nomination from Madison. Which, hey, you know. Hey, again. I think we misconstrued yeah. cute here. Not taking away from. She's her, she is cute, though. They're like, Wongers? Is that it? Is wongers. that what happened? Wongers. You want to go get Froyo? We can watch The Sopranos. I considered Madison like a friendly nuisance. I consider Madison whatever she wants to be. That's she can be whatever she wants to be, but she reminds me if they like took an episode of Jersey Shore and mashed it up with the Doctor Strange movie. Like nice, it works for She Hulk, but my God, would I never want to hang out with somebody like Madison? Oh, I would never want to hang out with her, but I do want her around more. Yeah, she I want to see she Madison. Can, again. Yeah, she can. She, she, and I'm sure I don't know where or when she'll pop up, but she was too big a runaway hit to not return. I see. I could see her hanging out with the meal for sure. Mm, nice. Yeah. yeah. Fucking love Madison. So that's that answer works for me. And then ro- then one person put Rocket always. Yeah, that's fair. It's like yeah, that's fair too. I can't. Yeah, I yeah. can't. Dis- yeah, dispel that. Yeah. Um, my nominations. I have a. Lo- I have a long list here on this one. I won't lie. Um, I'll list mine and then I'll give you what I think my favorite is the true favorite, but I've got lucky, the pizza dog. I've got Cosmo, the space dog. Uh, I've got Madison as well. I'm, I'm with this person on that. Um, I've got she Hulk, but only in the way <laughs> that one is in the sexual way where I want her to cuddle me. 
Uh, hot mommy in green. Green mommy. I'm here. Love you. Uh, I've got Korg and Dwayne as a couple. (laughs) Cute couple. Love them. Made a little babe. Love that little rock baby. Oh my god. And then I've got two more. I know. I've got a bunch of nominations. This this is my nominations part. Not my final award. Just my nominations. Uh, Crokey. Shout out Crokey. Didn't get to cover that in Loki earlier, but fuck, I love Crokey. <laughs> He's fucking great. He's so good. Such a good boy. Him and Eagly. Bites off the fucking mayor Loki's hand. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. <laughs> and then I've got what I think the winner's going to wind up being, because I know, well, I know this is your nomination. I know who you're giving it to, so I saved it for last. And I probably agree with you. It's, it's Morris. Morris. Yeah. Morris and Crokey were my finalists. Uh, Morris and P- Lucky the Pizza Dog are my true finalists, but I-, I think it's Morris. I do agree with you, but I wanted to list off all of those nominees because they deserved mention because I knew you were going to instantly be like, Morris. And no, I was going to be like, yeah. It's Morris. It's Morris. He's the cutest boy. He's just a big fluffball <laughs> fucking <laughs> wonderful. Just makes little BB noise yeah, of people. He's great. He's like R2-D2 covered in fur. In feathers. In feathers. And he's, he just knows everything. He has like, no he's, orifices. Yeah, he's great. He, you know does he's make ha- for a killer pet though. No yeah. orifices means no poop or pee to clean up. He's that, just magically fine. That, I'm betting that fucker is hypo, like hypoallergenic. Oh, for sure. Like whatever he's made out of, yeah. not normal. And I just want to cuddle with Morris. Oh yeah, he's great. Cuddle look, little babe. He look who he like made friends with. He, he Trevor Slatter. He knows good people. <laughs> Even if that person pretended to be a terrorist for a while, who doesn't? All right, I, I think most yeah. people. All right. Uh, yeah. Fair. All right. <laughs> Very good. Very good. She-Hulk. Uh, I got lost there for a As second because I, I forgot I... that she was one of your nom. Yeah, I was yeah. still thinking in that vein. Nope, and I'm sorry. like, well, yep, you're uh, not going back show. down that well. No, I'm not no, not doubling down on that. No, <sighs> uh, I do want to know. Jen Walters, I mean, Tatiana Maslany is a beautiful woman. And in She-Hulk form, I did. I was another one of the men that was in the thirst trap for She-Hulk, though. I will, I, I will not lie about it. I, too, was definitely thirsting. I'm done. Um, <laughs> Green Mommy. Uh, what was the next thing? That's we, the show. She, We're on yeah, She-Hulk. We're on the show. Yeah, we can the talk Shulk. about the show, too. The show is fucking amazing. The tell, show is great. Tell me more about the other the reasons the show is good, not just my thirst for Green Mommy. It, it That's an abomination. But the abomination, um, Emil Blonsky, uh, Obama Stay, um, the whole, his whole shtick is great he's he's such a like he's like loki in there he's he's a prankster and he doesn't know what the hell to do with his time anymore he's so whacked out and like he's been all over the damn place in the mcu um i I mean he's been in two places in the mcu that's fine he's been with edward norton 15 years ago and here now god only 15 years um but that's that's kind of my point he's just uh, it, it was a throwaway character Start. We thought that he was coming back in like a big, like weird cosmic way because he's like with Wong and fucking Shang Chi, and then it finds out no, he's a stooge, like he's a complete dipshit. Just um, played. Just, and then he's in with the uh, what is it, the Illuminati, um, which is just a bunch of fucking geeks. The bro Illuminati. A bunch of douchebags. Um, he, <laughs> He was a big focal point for me in that, and that's saying something because I thought the show overall was genius. 
Um, I take full pride in laughing at a show that pokes fun a bunch that or about all the douchebags that hate on it because of what it is. Like, oh, there's a female casted lead. Oh, She-Hulk didn't do this in the comics, and there, this is stupid. I, I am fully here for all of your bitching and all the whining about it. I think it's hilarious. And so did the showrunners. Yeah, uh, the showrunners on like three different episodes completely just called the outrage that men were going to throw at the show for sure. They took predicted, all, ran with, and made fun of it. They played the whole show, making a bunch of men look like a bunch of goddamn morons. Oh, it was awesome. The, the, all the supporting characters, whether it's Pug um, or the pathetic guy who is uh, swindled by a fucking um, Asgardian, like the whole deal. Yeah. They just make the dude them who keeps killing himself, uh, fake killing himself to get out of marriages. It's great. Like it's the the content is one hundred percent adorable. We now have more <laughs> mutants than ever in the MCU. We've now had like four different characters officially referred to as mutants or with the word mutation. Yep. It, it just, I don't know. The whole show worked for me. If you don't like it, I, I guess I can understand why. I can't Super guess meta finale. Uh, Kevin, the ro- the robot <laughs> that oversees it all. Uh, don't worry though. He patched they they patched the error that let her climb out of the sc- title screen. That won't be able to happen again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant stuff. I completely agree. I mean, this is. It was one I didn't get to see the finale until like a day later, and it was one where I had like friends of mine and stuff like reaching out to me, and they're like, "Dude, did you see the finale?" And I couldn't tell if that was gonna like if that was like code word for "Holy fuck, it was stupid." Or it's genius. And, like, I kind of asked several of them. Like, before I go into this, no spoilers. Are you saying this in a good way or a bad way? And all of them were. Good way. Like, because if they follow, if you followed along to that point, you obviously get it. Yeah. Um, because if you don't get it, you're lost in the second episode. Like, if you make it that far. No, I, I plan to actually do a crossover episode of this with After the Laugh Track at one point. Because I genuinely feel that people who are huge fans of sitcoms like myself who aren't fans of the MCU, unlike myself, would genuinely enjoy this show because it's just a well-written situational comedy. Yeah, it's great. Like, it happens to exist in the MCU, but that show is 1,000% just a great sitcom. Yep. I, that's the, the, the that's the, the hijinks at the end of it. Yeah. Is that you find out that that's the whole point. Yeah, it's awesome. So, like, I, I do plan to do a crossover episode with, uh, with one of my co-hosts of After the Laugh Track, another good, fun media podcast, if you haven't checked that out. Uh, in which we examine it as a sitcom. But more importantly, we're going to find someone that has barely seen any MCU content and sit them down to watch it and get their thoughts on it as a sitcom. I love it. So look it. forward to that. That'll be released on both feeds eventually whenever I get around to doing it. Keep your ears peeled, y'all. Yeah, don't peel them too hard, though. Yeah, don't literally peel them. Any last thoughts on She-Hulk? No, that's my thoughts. Sick. I'm not beating the uh, obvious to death or anything like that, so we don't need to go there. So we have four uh, four last awards left? Uh, let's see. One, yeah. two. If I'm correct, we have best returning character, most impactful to the future, best series, and best movie left. Yes, sir. Sick. Pick one of them. I'm going best movie. Okay. I'm not going to go and make, it, make everybody wait for the end for that. Wow. Um, let's go to the fan. Let's go to the fans first. Sure. Um, I had I had a vote for No Way Home, and then I had one person rank their top three as Multiverse of Madness, then Shang Chi, then Thor: Love and Thunder. 
which seems like a really bizarre top three to me. Yeah. But, you know, live your life, person. I, I'm not here I, to right. tell other people what their favorite things should or should not be. And uh, I had one other vote for Shang-Chi. I have a vote for Shang-Chi as well. Which seems that it would be the only one with more than one, right? Yeah, but to be fair, the one per- the other one. So I have one first place vote and one second place vote for Shang-Chi. So that's Shang-Chi then. Either way. Best I movie mean, by by you guys. By you, the voters out is there. It's Shang-Chi. Yeah, but Shang-Chi overall, it seems. Okay. Uh, my number one is No Way Home. Okay. Personally, um, I don't even think it's the most flawless. I think Shang-Chi is a little cleaner overall in terms of flaw ratio. But the feels of it, the bookend of the Tom Holland trilogy, um, the setup for a Tom Holland future, it all stands apart for me is S-tier, Marvel at its finest, clicking in all cylinders. But I have them ranked pretty close together in my overall MC ranking list. I have Shang-Chi. And I, I like I said, I, I couldn't go another way with it. I think that I just enjoy that movie too much. You do? I No Way Home is great, but Shang-Chi is just uh, above watching No Way Home. I can pop that on at just about any time. Always enjoy it. Um, it flows really well with everything that's going on. It was a very fresh... I think it. one of the other things that resonates with me is that with this phase, there's a lot of hit and miss. And there was no miss in that entire movie. Um, so it easily for me, it just was one of the best stories told. Um, and through and through, um, like I said, the movie is pretty flawless. So I I would say it's pretty flawless. It, it's flawless. So, yeah, no surprise here. Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi. It was the strong, strong will from the start. Like, it's been like that for a while for me. But I expected your vote to go that yeah. way, my friend. Yeah. I know your deep love for that film, and it's I great. love it as well. It's great. Um, so let's actually go ahead and take another one of the awards because then we'll be down to two and two. I'm here right for now it. Now we're at three awards, two things. So let's go ahead and bounce over to returning because I want to save impactful for the end at this point because I'm returning. Kind of look into the future. Let's mm-hmm. go to returning characters. Um, I have six different votes. One uh, with literally one vote apiece to their name. I have three. I've got Thor. I've got Elena, which was funny timing because she's a debut and a returning technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Loki. I've got Abomination. I've got Wong, and I've got Trevor. I think I know who's going to win this one. Um, I but know I, yours is Trevor. No, I, so here. Oh wow! Surprise! <laughs> I just assumed yours was Trevor. Sorry to make a bold assumption about you. So buddy. I'll give you mine. It's not going to be any surprise. It's Wong. Um, so you were wrong on Trevor, but right on, you know, he's there. Um, and then I have one for Wong, Okoye, and Star-Lord. Ooh, nice plug on Okoye. Yeah, yeah. I thought the one. same thing. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. But it's, a, it's season of Wong, baby. It's the season of Wong. I have to agree with you on that overall. It always is. Uh, it always, <laughs> always has been. You don't think you're going to get Wong? Bam. There he is. Yeah, I've so... I've I've got Wong and the Peters. Yeah. Just uh, uh other Peter Parkers. <laughs> the Peters, yeah. Yeah, the Peters. Um but I, I because of it literally being the phase of Wong, the season of Wong, a whole ass stretch of just nonstop Wong, it's Wong. It's Wong. It's it's easy it, he It's easily Wong. <laughs> he's going to end up carving himself out like 
multi-millions of dollars and like the lowest Wong at this point might have been in more total MCU projects than fucking Tony Stark I was gonna say with with phase four intact like he's up to like the Tony Stark level I think he's above or the Happy Hogan level in in the very least is above Peter Parker oh well he's definitely past Peter Parker in appearance he's past most of the heroes in appearances yeah it's wonderful like vast majority like there's the only people I think that maybe can say they've appeared in more MCU products would be like Tony Stark, Happy Hogan, maybe fucking. Uh... God, why am I blanking Tom, on Kobe? Uh, Tom Smol- why am I blanking on K- Kobe Smolder's character, Maria Hill? Yeah, she's right she's just there been too. in a lot. Um, and Hiddleston maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Wong <laughs> made it the into only ones that I'd say maybe made it the- into a series as the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Talk about a different direction for Sorcerer Supreme, by the way. Um, going from, um, oh, what was her name? Um, the ancient one who played her. I can't think of her name right now. Anyways, um, going from that to Wong, who is now, uh, has made his appearance in She-Hulk, which is completely, you know, slapstick, goofy, you know, et cetera. Um, it, he, they, they just put him in everything. He works in everything. Yeah. Wong's great in all things involved. Dude just works. Yeah. You out here, we'll use you, Wong. Love you. Love you. So, second to last, before Wakanda Forever, we've got the slate of holiday things. So, we kind of lumped, we lumped I Am Groot, Guardians Holiday Special, and A Werewolf by Midnight into one kind of category of limited release specials on Disney+. And we had to put The Werewolf by Midnight in there, because as I, I think Derek has now caught up and seen it. I did finally watch it like a month ago. I was very late to it. I, I, I meant to, I just didn't get around to it for a while. Yeah. It's it's great. It's awesome. It's all really of well these done. all of these are great. I mean, like I said, it's they're all fun. Um, it's all just a little bit of bonus stuff to tide you over. Um, but but like Guardians, uh, the Guardians Christmas special, it holds its own, man. That's and not a, only that does it hold its own, thing to watch. it's an exposition dump of things you're going to need to know for Volume Three. Correct. Like they are now the proud t- owners of fucking nowhere, the Celestial Head. Yep. Uh, Cosmo the Space Dog is a guardian now, like hanging with the team, working with the team, doing the things. Um, Mantis has officially revealed herself to be Peter Quill's biological sister. Which is a weird twist that shouldn't have seemed that weird. Sure. Like it's, it probably should have seemed Apparently like... Apparently there's oh, a deleted is, scene yeah. in Guardians 2 in which she reveals that, and they cut that there and decided that would be a great meaning of Christmas type thing to use. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's awesome. It's Lands a great well. review. Um, I like that this is the <laughs> only technical MCU project that is compl- that has no villain. Mm-mm. Like, there's not a villain here. There's not. I mean, tech- well, if they you really are wanted, the villains. I was about to say, like, Mantis and Drax are definitely the villains if you want to assign one. They definitely go kidnap Kevin Bacon. But it's a well-intentioned kidnapping, and they're going to return him when they're done. Yeah, they did the whole, uh, you know, Cousin Eddie thing. Yeah. It's fine. Not even a big deal. Barely kidnapping. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon seemed to like it for all intents and purposes after he was done being brainwashed. And for the record, even if you are one that doesn't really love like Christmas things or like hokey Christmas stuff. I do not, by the way. Mike is one of these people. I'm in the middle of one of these people. Like I'm not all the way to the extreme of it, but I'm I'm not huge on a bunch of Christmas stuff, but it's delightful. It's really funny. Even take the Christmas out of it all. I think it's very funny. And... Two, the songs in it are delightful. See, uh, as any of my fellow retail companions can um, understand, I fucking hate Christmas music, 
and anything that has it in it. And I have become a complete Grinch to Christmas because of working retail for years now. So that is why I hate all things Christmas. And I love this movie. It's wonderful. It's great. Uh, yeah, Werewolf by Midnight. Check it out. It's it's uh, visually really neat. Uh, the black and white stuff is really cool. It's great. Uh, it's graphic. It's, it's kind of scary at times. Like It's generally kind of startling and scary at times for sure. Still has a little bit of levity here and there to it as well. Uh, and has surprising twists to the end. Like I, I didn't see the last 10 minutes of it coming at all. No. I didn't know where that story was going. And I was thrilled and delighted by the way it wrapped up. And I am Groot. Literally six episodes of this that total like 23 minutes of runtime. Don't need to, yeah, not a whole lot to be said here, but it's fun. It was a blast. It's so great cute. for the kids. Great for the kids. Even if it's no kids involved, give it a watch. Yeah. You'll, you'll have a fun 25 minutes. Yep. You'll be done in no time. It's fun. It's great. The least meaningful project of all time, though, for it, sure. It like, means almost nothing. Like, literally, there's no real conflict in any of these stories. They're all just like Groot doing weird things. And it's wonderful. All right. Best series time. Best series. All right. This was the first phase of which we had television series officially in the MCU. And I think they, there's more hits than misses overall. Like, so we're talking, I'm, I only ranked the seven main shows. I didn't add what if, I didn't add the specials to my ranking. I've got the seven main shows ranked seven through one. Mm-hmm. Did you rank all of them, or did you pick a couple favorites? I want to say I ranked all of them, but I don't know. I'll have to look that up here. But why don't we go to the fans first? Um, Perfect. I had one person go Moon Knight 1, Loki 2. I had one person go Loki 1, WandaVision 2, Falcon and Winter Soldier 3. And I had one person go Moon Knight 1, what is double? Oh, uh, Werewolf by Midnight 2, WandaVision 3. So, mm. amongst the people at my end, Moon Knight's the winner. Wow. I know. It's weird, man. Like, I think that, I think you and I are actually on the uh, minority side of how we feel about Moon Knight, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, as we've said a couple times, it's everybody has their entitled, you know, Indeed. their right to it. It's. It's interesting to me, um, but I don't know whether, like I said, it's the the lore, the setting, um, you know, what it is, Oscar Isaac's acting. Sure. There's things to love about it. There's I can understand enjoying like. it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I completely, you know, went in the opposite direction. You know, what I, was your ballot like? My Loki is number one, Miss Marvel, WandaVision, She-Hulk. Those were your ballots or those were the... No, that uh, I had the same... Oh, okay. You're good. Um, you actually had that one for me already. Sweet. But my series, like I said, order starts Loki's number one, uh, Miss Marvel, WandaVision, She-Hulk. And I could probably swap WandaVision and She-Hulk, but they're just two very different things. So 3A, 3B. I go Loki at one with you. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk all slid all the way up to number two for me. That's fair. Uh, mainly the meta ending. I yeah. just think it's so... F- it's, it's great. Fucking- it was just such a surprising twist. Like it was funny too because like as it was all unfolding, I was like, "Man, this uh, this fucking ending got terrible in a hurry." Like she's depowered. Like what the fuck is happening here? This is all this is all bad. And then when she looks at the camera and says it, I'm like, "Oh, they got me." 
Because I was totally falling for it, too. Like, I was totally falling for it. And then she looks at the camera and starts talking to the crowd. And I'm like, oh, I get it. They're about to fucking do some shenanigans. And, and they, then they boy, shenaniganed. They, they shenaniganed. Hell yeah, they did. Uh, so, yeah, She-Hulk slid all the way up to number two for me. Uh, I had a tough time between WandaVision and Miss Marvel ranking them three and four. But I went WandaVision narrowly ahead of Miss Marvel. Very close. Uh, but WandaVision swings a little more for the fences and oddity. And I gave bonus points to that. Ms. Marvel at four. Hawkeye at five for me. Um, I just think it's more consistent than Moon Knight overall. Moon Knight at six. And as I mentioned earlier, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, sadly, is the worst amongst them. I I, I don't just... I actually, I think from there, I, I wouldn't veer away from your list at all. I think mine's exactly the same. Falcon and the Winter Soldier seems to be the, the weakest link. Um, Moon Knight and Hawkeye. It depends on the day, honestly. Um, I, I think I like, strangely enough, more of Hawkeye than I did with Moon Knight. But yeah, it man, just Hawkeye's depends. just a finale problem. Yeah, it's like, a big honestly, finale problem. Like everything up to then was pretty damn good. We yeah. didn't even mention Jack earlier when we talked about Hawkeye. No. He was fucking great. It's true. Like there was, there was more for me to enjoy in Hawkeye than Moon Knight overall. Yeah, it's fair. All right. Wakanda forever. That's. Um, this is narrowly my third movie of, of just a little teaser there. I love I love this movie. It has its flaws. It does. I would still put it up there in my top three for phase yeah. four. It had the hardest job any Marvel project has ever had to do, which is bringing the audience through the pain of losing chadwick and not trying to do too much and not recast and while not recasting the role not all recasting, those things difficult not bringing up weird hollow you know chadwick like none of that like they i thought for sure we would get like some deleted scene of past repurposed like with princess leia and stuff like that <laughs> and i thought the direction that ryan coogler chose to go with that first scene that hopelessness that Shuri's feeling as she's running around trying to make the antidote and trying to solve the problem, and then her mom comes in and tells her he's gone. The whole theater, I could you could just feel it in the air in the theater as we all kind of re-mourned Chadwick together again. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. <clears throat> it was such a perfect scene to accomplish that, and then a whole major funeral that's dedicated to Chadwick, a.k.a. T'Challa. All of it felt like it was just enough paying homage to the wonderful person we lost while still moving the story forward. I think all the way through, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I will say that, and I've said it before, but I think I like it a little bit better than the first Black Panther. I know that's wrong to say, but I do. Um, There's certain parts of it, for whatever reason, that just, I think, landed better with me. Um, But, I mean, like you said, it doesn't come without its flaws. It has some. Um, They're not really anything that's glaring to me or anything like that. But overall, like I said, I thought it was just really, really, really well done. Um, Shuri possibly being the smartest person on the planet coming up with a plan that's like, let's all go out in the center of the ocean to deal with these people who fight on water. She also is. I understand I guess that it's I, bait. I understand they're fishing. I, essentially trying to get them to attack. I get all that. Still I, seems like a foolish plan. She's very off by um, that point in the movie. 
She's very off, of course. You're 100% right there. I don't think... It, I agree. I think more than anything, I gave her credit in that, where she's distracted and sure. she's acting like solely she, on impulse. Oh, it's completely vengeance. <coughs> like Zemo in Civil War and like T'Challa in the first Black Panther, yep. she's being driven by vengeance, What she acknowledges in the final fight. And I love the symmetry and the beauty of that. Her essentially going through Chadwick's arc in that moment where she realizes the cost of being consumed by vengeance as well and is in her brother's shoes very much so in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so I love what it does. Um, It also feels like she sacrifices a large amount of Wakandans to satisfy her vengeance, which is a tough watch, a tough go. Um, The blue, the midnight riders, midnight, whatever, uh, that duo and the, the blue aqua suit things, mm-hmm. that shit looked bad. Those suits were ugly. They were making a joke about how they were ugly early in the movie, and then they still just <laughs> roll them out anyway, and they just still look ugly by the time they get to screen. I think they're, that's something we'll see brought back up in the future as there's a redesign or something like There's yeah. got to be something to it. I I would hope so, too. Um, M'Baku feels slightly neutered. As my, I love all of his emotional stuff with Shuri, and I love the ways that he is the com- comedic relief of this film. Mm-hmm. But Umbaku feels neutered until until the ending moment, where it's kind of revealed that he's about to kind of like nominate himself for king in Shuri's stead, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting twist as well. I thought it was the right twist. I thought so too. Um, I thought that was a really cool call by them. Him taking over almost as like a somewhat of a weird mentor to her. Yeah, like that was a very moving um and really underrated i think aspect of the of that movie i did not see the queen dying coming at all no i did not think angela bassett was was dying it fit and it was a great part of the story it was fucking a beautiful moment i think it had to happen but yeah man that one hit hard because yeah i didn't see it coming at all um and it just adds to shuri's helplessness and her bloodlust and all those things uh i thought talo khan was beautiful I thought it was breathtaking. Dear Aquaman, that's how you do underwater. Yeah, that was, yeah. The handful of minutes we get in Talokan are definitely better than what we get in Aquaman. Not a high bar to clear, but a bar that was clear no less. Uh, Namor is in my top ten villains. Yeah, he's fucking. From just that appearance. Great. Fucking breakout performance by that actor. Excited to see what this actor continues to do with their career now. Um... And excited to see where Namor returns, because we're going to deal with Namor more again. Yeah, they're not throwing that one away. No, hell no, they're <laughs> not. So excited to see what comes next for Talokan and Namor and all those. And that's where they, you know, come out of the ocean. They're like, yo, <laughs> y'all littered a giant, you know, statue man in our ocean. Like, y'all want to take this guy back out of here? Or we're going to be pissed. My <laughs> bi- my biggest gripes of this film are everything Riri Williams adjacent. It feels like this is one of those... It's a pro and a con, the way the MCU is built. And this is one of those that it felt overly forced just trying to get yet another character that you can have a future with. This is one of the first times I think I disagree on that. I just don't think she's used well. Like, is that right. My problem isn't the idea to use her. I just don't think the scenes land. It's like Jameson Williams with the Lions. It's a hat on a hat for me. You know, he's there. He's really, he's really good. You know that he's going to be good. And they have to kind of sprinkle him in a little bit early. She felt like enough sprinkled in, and her you got her character in with it. Like, I I don't know. I didn't have the a problem suit, with the it. The suit flying stuff doesn't look good in the movie. <laughs> Fucking 
her in her, her, her being part of that battle feels out of place at the end. Her suit looks kind of dumb. Yeah, but I get that. Like her suit looking dumb, I was fine with because she's a college kid designing it on the side while she's at MIT full time. I'm yeah. Are like, we talking I, about the one that she designs in Wakanda? Because that's the one uh, I'm talking. about. Okay, I was talking about the 1.0 version. No, I'm fine with the 1.0s. It could have been trash cans heaped yeah. together, and I couldn't no, care less. The 2.0 looks dumb too, and that's more problematic because you got to design it in a Wakanda lab. She looked like uh, like uh, Samus from uh, Metroid. Yeah, yeah. I Lee. was like, well, this isn't right. Less cool than that, even. Yeah, not even that uh, cool. Yeah. She could have turned into a ball and made little bombs. That would have been really cool, but real cool. Anyways, um, yeah, that's fair to disagree, but I, it felt it felt forced to me as all. Fair I enough. just. There was enough other emotion. I would have rather spent more time with Namor and Talo Khan than the Riri Williams stuff. I'd have rather spent more time with Mbaku and the rebuilding of Wakanda than the time spent with Riri Williams. There was just things in the story that I would have liked to see more of that we don't get time for because there's that 15 minutes or so that Riri Williams sacrifice. Um, little tidbit here. Uh, one of the things I did like is that the ancestral plane doesn't just act as in like uh it's not just this place where all the you know former kings die and go to it's anybody yeah. like it, it's who you where your mind state is seems to more effect of who you're going to see i loved that stuff um Great seeing much, she didn't want to tell anybody who she saw because it was like it's shameful yeah. um but like that's who she needed to see yeah because the mind state that she was in is what she was e- essentially manifesting yeah and um that was really powerful for me oh that scene was incredible <clears throat> that that scene was breathtaking um Michael B. Jordan is such a powerhouse performer. Yeah, he's badass. Dude's got like six lines in that scene. Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. He brings it. Yeah, he makes every one of those words count. Yeah. Uh, that shit was awesome. I agree completely. Love the presentation of the ancestral plane in this. I'm, I'm, this is one that I'm very excited for everything it sets up for the future. Yeah. Like... Everything. And I'm thrilled about Ironheart in the future, too. Like, let me let me be clear about that. It's not that I'm not excited about Ironheart as a series. I just felt that introducing Riri here... Also, it feels it feels like they had this idea before Chadwick died, and they just stuck with it no matter what. They were like, well, we already decided we were introducing Ironheart in this. Gotcha. And, like, it just... It didn't feel like it fit for me. I, I can understand people that liked it. And uh, the actress did fine. This isn't even a knock on her performance... It just it felt forced to to me personally. Uh, that being said, the last thing I want to shout out in that movie is the door fucking Milaje. Yeah, no, re- bring them back, make a badass, and that yeah, they're fucking that awesome. scene where it seems like the Wakandan embassy is being ambushed, <clears throat> but oh, it's all door Milaje, and now y'all are fucked. Yep, what a twist! It was awesome. Yeah, they're great. They're so badass. I love them so much. Love them good. It's good. The door Milaje, <laughs> and yet another lesbian couple. Uh, continued representation for the LGBTQ community. Continue to love and praise that around here. Morons will always bring praise and light to those moments when they are there to be shined upon. Yes. And again, you know, like you said, not to be, you know, confused with our, you know, earlier conversation about the way Marvel kind of goes about these things or they can get he- or heavy handed with it. These moments have felt very natural and very yes. normal and like they should be there. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be 
Like, it's not even, like I said, I, I you like You can show it. us, you don't have to tell us. Show it, make it bright. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. You don't have to be but, like, yeah. oh, wow, uh, the first lesbian couple in the Dora Milaje. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can see well, like, Quagmire you know, running around in the big, oh, look, it's a lesbian. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying, where it's just like, yes. There's no hokey bullshit like that. They're just presented as two people in love. Right. It's yeah. That's like it. I said, it doesn't define their characters. It doesn't. It doesn't define their performance as their characters. No. It's just two people who love each other. Normalized people who love each other. That's and it. It's pretty normal. Yep. Yep. Love is a pretty normal and wonderful feeling to have. And that brings us to the last award, the most impactful to the future award. All right. This one's a little bit of predictive work because we have to go off of a combination of. Projects and actors that have been announced for them already, and our own predictive work of where we think these stories are going. I'm here for it. First, do you have any ballot nominations? Um. So I have on here <clears throat> Eternals. Eternals is one of my nominations I've received as well. Uh, I also received one for Val- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which actually, the more I sit and think about that, the more I'm like, that that, that plays pretty well. It's, there's just a lot of to come from that. There's a lot of characters we're going to see again. It's a lot of Thunderbolt set up, a lot of Captain America New World Order set up. Uh, it's just a, a lot of the American political side of the MCU mm-hmm. is going to continue to play off of the foundations of that movie and the the events of the or of that series. So. And seeing how that kind of poked its head in Wakanda forever as well, I think you were right. I, yep. I do think that there are more implications from that. Indeed. Oh, also shout out Val as a cool debut character that we had, didn't get to talk about earlier. But uh, excited to see her be more present. She was in this. Oh, that's the other story. That was my other qualm with Wakanda forever. Aside from the Riri Williams stuff. As much as I love Val and as much as I love Martin Short, I didn't need their stuff in this movie at all. It didn't really feel like it served the purpose of this film at all. <coughs> like, short of the colonizer helping tip, re, uh, tip tip Shuri off once or twice, it doesn't feel like they did anything that moved the plot forward in this movie at all. Okay. It felt like it was set up for future shit. It's fair. Finding out that Val is the head of the CIA, though, is an interesting fucking bomb in the movie. Well, there's some scrolly, uh, some oh <laughs> yeah, scroll big scroll potential, big scroll energy over there. Wouldn't be surprised if Val's a scroll. No, not at all. Um, so mine was uh, most important, or uh, you know, important for the future. I think uh, I went with e- with Eternals. I think there's just a lot of setup material in there. Um, it's it's too much to the point where if they scrapped it i think it would just really really throw a wrecking ball in things um you have kit harrington um you know and his character being set up in there as well um that's gonna you know play a role obviously we hear the voice of blade you hear the exactly where i was going with that in blade um but overall i think you know we learned so much about eternals and celestials um within that movie and there was so much. To, I mean, this could rewrite the whole Thanos backstory I- entirely. 
um, what we knew of his motives. Could be, it more peppers it than rewrites it. I don't mean, yeah, when I say rewrite, I, I, maybe a bit of a stronger it more, word. But, it just kind of adds to his <laughs> motives. But it does add to his motives it if makes, what his brother says is true. Correct. So there's another, you know, point that something that could be coming, branching off from that movie. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, like, it's like cutting down on all of the Eternals. Because um, one of the biggest issues was there's just too many of them. And you're introducing them all in one movie. Now that you've cut them basically in half, it's a lot easier of a story to tell. Yeah. Um, and they don't even all necessarily have to be shown again all in the same movie. I would... I I bet would they wager that be. I would wager it's more likely we see a couple different appearances of a couple different characters yep. in a couple different projects before we see another Eternals movie. If we see another Eternals If we movie. see another one. I, and I think they will go back to the Eternals well, whether it's a series around some of the shows or some of the characters, whether it's a thing with all the characters, I don't know. But yes, I agree with the importance of that going forward. I mean, as we talked about earlier, Tiamat's hand sticking out of the ocean is something that has to be addressed eventually. And the planet Arishem, Earth just found out that we were an incubation chamber, essentially. And Arishem, or Arishem promised judgment. Yeah. That's not going away. No. Like, you have to think, too, in in a Celestial's time frame, a hundred years is Could seconds. Be the time it takes to pass judgment. Correct. That it, For humans, that is a long time. For a Celestial, that's nothing. Yep. You know, these these are, I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong, million to longer year old beings um, that can, that create galaxies and. Yar. Yeah, that's, we're thinking in different, like I said, we're thinking too linearly when it comes to this, I think. Um, not the, and, and we're not, I'm not shying away from the movie's obvious issues. I, I just think that. There is a much bigger play at hand, and I think that it is far more impactful to the future than most of what we saw in most of the other movies. Like, I can argue, yes, that Falcon and the Winter Soldier might pound for pound set more stuff up. However, how impactful to that is that on the grand scheme of things, when we're thinking more, I'm thinking more on like the galactic level and outside of just Earth and more street level kind of things. and government plays like uh, the, the disruption of a celestial birth amongst other things is definitely the type of thing that also is gonna draw the notice of like a galactus and like uh that yeah. type of level eventually like that's how earth gets on the radar of a celestial and is by preventing the birth of other celestial right and even if you have scrolls in charge of the government and things like that and it's a big deal in its own of course scrolls are also nothing compared to a celestial or oh, any of yeah. that. Yep. Any of that. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. Yep. It's a blip on the radar. So yep. that's that's where I came at with Eternals and obviously um, Loki. I think Loki's another one where we're, because we're going to start getting into, you know, the quantum realm, um, different sure. time, um, Kang, like, yeah, I think that's an obvious choice. The, the Kang of it all is the most obvious reason, but there's definitely deeper and th- more thorough reasons than that as well. But, oh, we're going to find out a lot, I think, in Loki Season 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we scratched the surface of the truth behind the TVA in the finale, and this coming season is going to break it all down. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Loki stuff, I, I agree completely, obviously, with He Who Remains, it being his first introduction and it just being one variant of this person 
who we're going to come to know many variants of. We'll probably see a whole council of Kangs eventually. Like I have no yep. doubt in that. Um, so this, that was just early groundwork when, when it really boils down. There's so much to come. We've just peeled one layer of the onion back. And it's a big fucking onion, big fucking onion, probably the most exciting of the onions as well. <clears throat> For anyone that has ever heard me talk about Marvel stuff in the past couple years, whether on this show or out on the streets, you know that Quantumania has been the thing I've been most excited about Marvel wise since No Way Home, basically. Like the past year worth of stuff was fun. But I was more excited for Quantumania than anything that came out this past calendar year. This is this is such a big project for me, and not just because I'm an Ant-Man truther who loves the Ant-Man franchise more than 90% of Marvel's fandom, but also because Kang is fucking coming. And, and it, they've, they've really built it up to this, though. I mean... Oh, yeah. They've gone. This is this. They're is, debuting a new trailer during the college football <clears throat> national championship next week. It's one of the great parts of Marvel, though, is is elevating somebody like from like Ant Man status up to what this is going to be, which is a major event. Um, this is going to be a huge. I, I think we both agreed on this that this movie is going to have. You talk about future implications. Oh, I think it's going to be this one that Quantumania could very well be a huge backdrop for the next two, you know, next phase, phase and a half, phase and a quarter. Next two phases. Phase six, the big finale is fucking King's Dominion, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's this is the foundations of the next two phases. It's incredible to go from both the Ant Man movies, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp are two of the most street-level MCU stories, period. Yeah. Like, At least no... The, yeah, movie-wise, yeah. No grander, important implications outside of Scott Lang and Co.'s world. None. No. Other than, yeah, I mean, essentially discovering... Sure, the Pym Particle yeah, and it's like stuff like that yeah. plays and, and eventually leads to time travel for Endgame and all that, sure. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, very little. Yeah. And okay, now... Yeah is going to be the foundational piece of phase five and phase six. And that's fucking awesome. It's great. No, we're winning on that one. So pumped. So pumped. Uh, any other things of note from phase four that you think really build up nicely to phase five? Like things that the way they ended, where you, where we're going to pick up from them. Um, no, because I don't think that, how would I put it? I don't think much of the other projects were very building worthy. Does that make sense? Like, sure. I think a lot of it fell more in the, you know, um, Miss Marvel no way teasing home. the Marvels. Yeah. And like, you know, they all kind of tease future things and have at least one implication. But like, No Way Home, again, more of a standalone um, in what it does, where it ends. Like, uh, Multiverse of Madness. I, I, I don't I don't know what the hell they expect after that. Um, but I don't, I don't see it as being a big implicator of anything. Uh, I just didn't see that much out of this phase to be much of a, like I said, as much as it should have been kind of a building thing, it seemed like an introduction, um, for most. And then some of it was like, I think, like I said, when you got to no way home, it was like, we need to really bring people in and just make them happy. Um, and that's what that was. I just. That I didn't see a whole lot of linchpins in this one that I think are going to connect too much more. I, I agree mostly. Um, 
I I like the No Way Home ending that it kind of wipes the slate for the next phases of Peter Parker to be a more traditional comic book accurate Peter Parker where he's paying rent in the city, working delivery jobs, putting himself through college and like like I think we're going to that's the next Peter Parker we're going to get to see. It's probably going to be aged up some years. I'm yeah. hoping so anyway cuz you know Tom Holland's now in his late 20s officially. So uh, it's time for him to start portraying an early 20s character rather than a 17 year old um which just in time he was he has pulled off the boyish look all the way through to this point but that dude definitely looks like a man now yeah it's, yeah we're not we're no longer we're in we're yeah. in young man territory now and it's fine he still has a baby face so he can pull off early 20s for another six years no problemo but okay. i am i am thrilled to see this iteration of peter parker with tom holland now where his identity is once again protected and he's alone alone and how interesting is that? It's the Peter Parker that you hope to see, especially yeah. after what we got. You had all the, you know, the fun, whimsical, you know, young Peter Parker that's super naive. Um, very, you know, he's, he's very empathetic. Um, he's every, you know, he, probably the dude that you'd want to be most friends with in your school because he's just funny and he's quirky and he's smart. Um, but now we need to take him back down a couple notches. You know, the, it's a Spider-Man, you know, it, it's the... While this wasn't such a traditional Spider-Man story to start with, now you're getting back to traditional or to traditional Spider-Man where he's gone through all of that, and now it's all right. Now what happens when he is alone and he has nobody, and <clears throat> how does he find himself? Like that next step in the story, and I, yeah, I think that they've done that perfectly. I just, you know, like I said, just don't don't think it has a whole lot of huge implications. That's, that's all fair. Um, I, I think we covered the most heavily impactful ones. Uh, any favorite credit scenes throughout Phase 4? I know we didn't talk plan on covering this one in advance. Just kind of one last question that kind of popped in my head. Um, shout out to Hawkeye for just giving us the full musical number. That shit was hilarious. Uh, I know you don't love that personally. But I do, I do think it was a funny troll job because the way the Hawkeye thing ends, there's so many impactful type of credit scenes they could have given us. There's so many things that could have set up for Echo or set up for uh, Thunderbolts or set up for what Kate Bishop's going to be up to next and given her like a first tease at a villain or something like there's many things you could have done setup wise that would have been interesting for the story going forward and instead it was just like here's the full five minute version of I could do this all day and it was hilarious it's great stuff it's, I, I love a good troll job um there you know with these they're starting to get you know few and far between and especially in terms of like how important they really are to anything um i would say if character is concerned the <clears throat> i'm going back to eternals i i like uh the setup there with blade um the dark knight yeah uh, hopefully that's what we're getting but um i also really uh you know got kind of um teary there at the end of uh wakanda forever and that reveal yeah that was beautiful um yeah, T'Challa's son, what a reveal. That was awesome. Very cool. And a little backdoor way for them to just, like, have a T'Challa again in another, like, ten years. Or it, when they just age that character up in two years. It gave me the most serious of goosebumps. For a lot of reasons, but for Shuri. Um, where you can kind of see her just kind of gravitate towards the child as it is. 
Um, but then, you know, when the reveal happens, you just feel so good for her because she had, it, it was like a gift for her of yeah. all people. Like, you know, this is his, his son. Um, <clears throat> it, it, yeah, that one, that, that was pretty big for me. I think that that would have been my favorite one. Yeah, I'm looking down the list. Uh, that emotionally speaking, I think that's my favorite. What it means for the future, it's a tie between the two d- d- different ones that set up the Marvels being Photon being called to space in WandaVision and Kamala getting swapped with Carol in Miss Marvel. Both of those, I think, are interesting and both do a good job of adding to my interest level for yeah. the Marvels. Setup wise. Which yeah. is a good job setup wise. Um. What was the Love and Thunder credit scene again? Oh, Hercules. Introduction no, to Hercules. Yeah, that yeah, was that's good. That's a good one. I mean, that's just, you know, selfishly, an actor I like a lot coming in. So that one's cool there. Um, She-Hulk wasn't a... She-Hulk was a funny one, right? Yeah, it was goofy. Yeah, it was a goofy thing. Um, yeah, I think that's about it on those. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy. So where would you... If you were grading Phase 4 against the other phases of Marvel... Where do you rank it? Because I, I've got a clear spot. I have I have the four phases clearly ranked in my head, and I'm curious where you stand with it. Phase three is number one. Yep. Phase four. Number two. Phase. God, wow. Phase one, number two. Or, sorry, three. And phase two, number four. Or wait, no, it would be phase one and phase two flipped around. Phase one is would be my least phase, favorite. I agree. I, uh, I have them in that exact order. Three, yeah. four, two, one. Honestly, I think it's just gotten better. Two two is ahead of one for me <clears throat> because of two movies specifically, and it's Guardians and it's Winter Soldier. I think if four, it really honestly, the biggest problem with four for me, it's the pandemic or pandemic flash. Sure. Had that, I think had things played out differently there. I think this may be different, and I may have Phase Four up on my top, um, but it, it, that, there's too many ifs, ands, and buts there. Like I don't know what the creative differences would have been. I don't think the slate of what was planned for Phase Four or what wound up being released in Phase Four could have surpassed Phase Three for me. It just depends. I can on see how... Phase Three getting passed someday, <clears throat> but it's a goal. It's the gold standard of Marvel. Still. It is because it's it's also the the payoff. You know, it's, it's a payoff, and it's almost no misses. That's no. the other part. Is like Phase Three has the least misses by a mile, and has the most movies. And we've talked about it before. There are so many more misses in the first two phases than there are. The first two phases, Bat Five Hundred. They're Correct. both about fifty-fifty, whether they're good or not. Yep. And even the good is. Yeah. You know. Yep. But. Thank you all so much for listening to us long-winded morons of the multiverse people over here as we awarded our Phase 4 awards. Also did a full-on recap of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions about Phase 4. Overall, I think a good phase. Yeah, good phase. And on to Phase 5. Shitload of setup. And that's that's the thing. Is like People forgot that Phase 1 was all set up. Like it's phase, int- we're introducing things, people. Relax. Phase, yeah, phase three was a result of yeah. two prior phases yes. setting up for that to yeah. happen. You have to start somewhere. Yeah, and so we're restarting. Phase where we're four. At. Phase four is the beginning of the multiverse saga. They were just, yeah, without going too far, they were talking about like uh, Robert Down. 
Downey Jr. discussing like Iron Man one and how it was almost scrapped and like they thought yeah. it was just gonna fall flat and it wasn't gonna do anything. Yep. You know, they weren't they never thinking any of this would happen. You're talking about a movie that they thought was just gonna be a flash in the pan if it even worked out. Yep. Um so if you if you were thinking, Oh well, <clears throat> Iron Man, they knew what they were doing and they were working it up. No, they weren't. Nope. So false. Believe me, when you see the setup now, you're seeing oh, oh no, they got all these teenagers in there. Favs will even tell you Iron Man 1 he was focused on one movie being good and that was Iron Man 1 that's it he was not worried about the future or even a sequel he was worried about can I make this a good movie or having anything to do with the Mandalorian in the future um, yeah. you know that's that's where we're at guys so that's where phase we're at. 4 is a good phase um, no it is not the best huh. um, but it is not the worst and the best part of it is that it's leading us to phase 5 where I think we can make more sense of it and we can move on to where we all know we're going to get is some real meat. We're going to oh, get the real baby, meat baby, yeah. We're going to get the meats. We're going to get the meats. <laughs> and if you want to keep getting the meats of this podcast, hit like, follow, and subscribe. And uh, click five stars if you feel froggy. You know, do the things. Click the buttons. It'll make you feel good. Be supportive of artists out here just trying to, like, do the things. Yeah, you can support uh, us and uh, yeah. support yourself, you know, love yeah, yourself. Love yourself for Take sure. Take care of yourself yeah. this, uh, you know, when you're listening to this. Make sure you go and do something good for yourself. Maybe do go- something good for somebody else. Indeed. Um, but, you know, we love you, and uh, as always, thank you for listening. Yeah, and make sure to check out the yeah. other Good Fun Media podcasts out here. After the Laugh Track, every Thursday, dropping sitcom fandom podcast stuff on you. Every Friday, D2B2 Sports coming at you with sports gambling and weird comedy and bullshit. And coming back soon, our pal Eric over with the Autosave Podcast, a video game fandom podcast. So keep your ears peeled for all of those. Check out those channels. Like and follow those as well. Good fun media. Keeping it live. Keeping it coming at you. You stay sexy, you motherfuckers. We don't have to keep watching Liam Neeson make action movies. Like, we don't have to do this, ladies and gentlemen. Like, as a society, we just, we keep choosing to, but we don't have to. And for gosh sake, watch your language. The Rock Woman. My name's Johnny Knoxville, this is my buddy Thanos. Don't you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut, bitch! It's a weird world we're trying to live in these days, but we gotta do it. (laughs) You cannot talk! One more word, and I will feed you to my children. It's beautiful. We knew you were gonna betray us, so we built this whole plan around you doing it! What? You know what's crazy? That's really not too far off a plot of Dr. Phil. Bet your ass. Steve, you said a bad language word. He may or may not also have a ship that he flies around primarily for orgies and stuff. And he tells me about this girl, Emily, that we used to kick it with. It was actually the first pair of boobs that I ever touched. And it's like club cold play. Dude, it's so bad. There's like. Because it's just gonna be Mike fucking mattresses. Gary, you son of a bitch. Oh, you kiss your mother with that mouth? Today, we're doing Porta Potty Ski Slope. 
kidding, we are vegetarians. <laughs> Take all the gloves off, do whatever you want, girl, go nuts. Yeah, you want to make her some mac and cheese and rant about how easy it would be to kill her at the same time? Awesome. Cut the chat!